My son, Steve Beecham, is here today, and a goodly number of you know him because of your involvement um, with, uh, what's the name of it? Job Networking. There we go. Uh, Steve is going to come and uh, share with us uh, the title that he gave me was the AHA moment. I know that uh, because of Steve's interest in uh, learning to develop, us learning the, the habit of trying to develop meaningful relationships with other persons, and he's written his, his uh, little book, Fast uh, Backwards Business, talking about the significance of building a relationship with someone instead of simply trying to hustle them to make a sale. And uh, Steve is uh, developing now kind of a second career, hopefully, uh, in that kind of motivational speaking. And uh, so here he comes today. Uh, all I can say is, uh, you know, look out. Uh, you know, good luck. <laughs>
Teaching is something that that is kind of my sweet spot. The next person might say it might be coaching. And when you start figuring that out, then what happens is if you can put a piece of that in your day every day, then you have a happy day. So like when I was writing or doing the research for my book, and I started trying to figure out what makes somebody refer somebody else to you. And what I came to believe was if you, when you do a business transaction, I call that a professional transaction, but if you spend time developing a personal relationship with that person, it changes everything. Now that person wants to go out and tell other people about you because you spent time getting to know them personally. And what happened when I did that was I started finding out that for me, as long as I could help when I had these conversations and somebody would say, well, I can't figure out how to get over here. I can't figure out how to meet this person. And I found out that if I could help other people get to where they want to go, then that was kind of my sweet spot, my life passion. And so then I started saying, okay, then if every time I'm talking to somebody and I can kind of coax them or get deeper in the conversation to find out how I can help them get to where they want to go, then they would have this big aha moment, and I would too. Does that make any sense? I'm trying to work on this. So what I want y'all to do is I'm going to hand out some handouts. And... Um, this is just some ideas of things that I think you should think about that'll help you look at to see if you think this is uh, something that would be sort of your life purpose or passion. Somebody's got to hand some of those to the back. So one of the early things that happened to me was I was I was sitting in my office one day and this lady walked in and she said she she said I'm from West Georgia College and she said uh, I'm I'm raising money for the business school and she she said Mr. Beecham we'd like for you to uh, we'd like to know if you'd like to donate money to the business school and I said well how did you get my name she said well we we have a list of all the alumni I said well y'all flunked me out of there. I don't know why you come in here talk to me. She said, oh, no, no, no. She said, I don't know how your name got on there. And I said, I don't either, but y'all flunked me out. I'm not giving you any money. <laughs> and she's all worried. And I said, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I said, if I would have had a mentor, I might not have flunked out. So I want to start a mentoring program. So I said, I want you to go back and tell the dean that if she wants to start a mentoring program, that I'd like to start this mentoring program. She said, well, I don't know. I don't know. Two days later, I come to work, and there's a lady in my parking lot, and it's the dean of the business school at West Georgia College. And uh, her name's Faye, and she said, I just got so fired up. I've been trying to figure out how to start this mentoring program ever since I've been the dean. And when she came in and said, you want to do it, she said, what do we need to do? I said, it's simple. We just go out there. I said, I believe that people want to mentor, but nobody's asking them. And she said, I, you know, I, I feel the same way. And I said, well, all we have to do is send out an email to all the alumni and say, would you like to mentor 
fill out this sheet and say what you're good at. Then we send it out to all the students and say, here's a person, we'll try to hook you up. She said, great. So anyway, we, we started a mentoring program. So they gave me this, they gave me this, this young man to be, I was going to be his mentor. And I know he didn't sign up because I had mortgage. He didn't want to be in the mortgage business. He just happened to live around the corner from where my office was. <laughs> and he thought it would be convenient. So I, I got introduced to this kid named Warren Morse. And so Warren comes into my office and I said, Warren, what do you want to do when you grow up? He said, I don't know. Now he's about to graduate. I said, what's your degree in management? What do you want to do? I don't know. And I've come to find out that's a pretty common thing. And it's not just common with college kids. It's a job networking. People have had long careers. What do you want to do next? I don't know. And so I went through this process of elimination with Warren where I made him go on the internet and pull up all the degrees at West Georgia College write them on a chalkboard, and go through there and X out the ones that he didn't want to do. To eliminate down the management, marketing, I don't know, you know, he picked out two or three that he thought looked interesting. Then I made Warren get on the internet and go to monster.com and take each one of those categories and search those categories and read about job descriptions to try to find out which category had the most exciting job descriptions? And we kind of ended up in the marketing instead of management. So then I started, then I said, okay, now, what are the things we can do in marketing? Anyway, the long story short is we went through this whole process of elimination over about three or four months to where Warren finally said, I want to sell phones at a phone store. But it took, but, but he, he was, by that time, he, he knew that's what he wanted to do. So I said, all right, dude, we got something to work with now. We got AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, blah, blah, blah. I called a friend of mine that works at Verizon. I love helping people get to where they want to go, right? I'm excited about helping Warren. I called a friend of mine at Verizon, asked him to help me mentor him. Warren's now the assistant manager at Perimeter Mall Verizon Store on a management track. So I want you to think about, I want you to look at this sheet of paper, and I want you to kind of think about, what's your kind of overall 40,000 foot life purpose? That you, something, if you can put a piece of that in your day, every day, you'll get some excitement. Who wants to volunteer to say what they think theirs is? Come on, somebody. I'm going to call on you if you don't know somebody else. Bob, you know your manager. So if Bob could be involved in something where he can manage it at whatever level he thinks that that's fun, and he can do that on a day-to-day -day basis, he can kind of have a smile on his heart. Okay? Mr. Hookstraw, what's yours? Explorer, pioneer, go to new places. Exploring, doing new places. Like y'all heard about, y'all heard my brother talk about this silly walk that he's on. <laughs> I don't want to go with him. <laughs> I mean, why would you want to walk a couple hundred miles when you can ride a perfectly good dirt bike? <laughs> See, I, he's walking across Spain. I'm riding my dirt bike across the United States. At least I got gas and stuff. You know, cruise wind blowing in here. It's a lot more fun than a silly walk. Anybody else? Dick, what's yours? Selling. Selling. 
So if you can have some selling, like when you're like, see, Dick gets he gets excited because he gets to sell spaghetti to people. So do y'all see what I'm talking about? Is everybody with me on that? I have found that if I like helping other people get to where they want to go, then if I the more times I can do that every day, the more fulfilling my day is. But people aren't going to always walk up to me and say, "Can you help me get to where I want to go?" Right? So I have to go out and find those times to do that. And that's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about how can I put more of that in my day and make it more fun? Now, the big aha comes when you use your life passion or purpose skill to help others find their life passion or purpose skill. This means looking at every interaction as a chance to help the other person achieve their purpose. When you do this, you walk away with a huge smile on your heart, and then you realize that you and the other person both won. And that's the big aha. Because I think what I'm trying to get across to y'all is, is you volunteer and you do stuff. And you get a little win because you feel good about doing that. But you're, you're only getting 50% of the experience. I see that at the job networking thing. There are people here who are dying for somebody to walk up to them and talk to them and try to just talk to them about their life. But we're afraid to go talk to them because we don't know them. And I found that if you can approach people from kind of your life purpose, I'm an expert in my my area. Don't try to be an expert in an area that you're not an expert in. But if I can talk to this person and come to this person from the place that I'm an expert at and the place that's exciting for me to kind of help them manage their way or sell them into what they need to be looking at, then you get this huge aha. Does it make sense? Okay. So, because I don't get to go to the uh, hairdresser and get my gossip, I have to get mine from my dental hygienist, Tammy Moore. She's she's a wealth of knowledge. So I was talking to Tammy, and she said, you know, Steve, this is her quote, you do not become good by doing good. You become good by finding the goodness that is already within you and allowing that goodness to emerge. I went, wow, write that on the sticky. I got to take that with me. Does that make sense? And I think we're not doing that at the degree that we should. We're missing the chance to feel even better about helping people. We just got to engage them more than we have been. So I'll tell you a story. So I'm riding my four-wheeler illegally down the road. And I go by this house that this guy moved into four or five houses down. And he's out in the yard and he's got like a gator and, you know, all kind of cool stuff. You know, he's got like you know, like a log splitter and, you know, guy stuff. So I'm like, hey, this is my kind of guy. So I wheel in there and I'm like, hey, I'm your neighbor, Steve. I'm Marty. How you doing, Marty? I'm not doing too good. So I engage Marty and Marty proceeds to tell me that he had this big development going over, going on over in Marietta and life was good and he got caught up in the middle of all this mess that we're in today and he lost the whole thing. 
And so Marty's trying to figure out what he's going to do now. You know, his credit shot, his money's gone. Thank God his wife's got a decent job. His son worked with him, and he and I said, so I I'm, I did with him what I'm trying to encourage y'all to do. You know, well, okay, this guy's telling me the way I read that. He's trying to figure out where he's going to go next. So that's, do you see what I'm saying? So I approached this conversation from where I see it. And what, and so I start trying to help him with that. And what we, what he tells me is, is that his, you know, he told it, I asked him what his son did. He said he's, uh, in heating and air conditioning. And I said, why? And he said, well, you know, I always believe that everybody should, every man should have a trade. And so that was kind of my trade. So I encouraged him to have a trade and he decided to have that trade. And so now he's kind of working for a heating and air conditioning company. And I said, well, why don't you go back to your trade? Have you thought about that? He said, I'd love to do that, Steve. He said, but all my contacts are in Marietta, and I live over here in Milton now, and I really don't know anybody. I said, I'll help you. I'll introduce you to whoever you need to meet. He said, well, I don't have any money to start business. I said, well, we'll figure it out. So I just started helping him. And so the aha is, Marty calls me every week. Tell me he loves me. Every week. That's what I'm talking about. Cracks me up. Sorry. I was talking to, I went over to see a friend of mine, a local real estate guy. His son's working with him. And uh, so I talked to my friend, and I go talk to his son. I said, how's it going? He said, well, you know, I like the real estate business. He said, but Beach, I really like doing these web pages. He said, but it's a family business, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, why don't we do them both together? He said, how can I do that? And I said, well, what if you list my property and you do a web page for me for my property? You tell my story about my property. He's like, oh, that would be a great idea. I said, why don't you try that? So I go back six months later, Beaches is awesome. I've been doing that. It's increased our sales. My dad's all excited. I'm having more fun at work now because I really like doing the web pages more than I like selling. He said, now the web page business is picking up so much, I got other people doing it. And I said, well, you know, a lot of people say you can't go pro in two sports. It's hard to go pro in two sports. Maybe you've got to figure out which sport you're going to be a pro. I said, so you've got some decisions to make. About a month ago, <clears throat> I'm riding down the road, and, it's dee -dee -dee -dee, and I pull over, and it's this kid. And he gets out of the car, and he gives me this big old hug, and he said, dude, he said, you remember when you told me I couldn't go pro in two sports? I said, yeah. He said, I packed it up and I moved to Athens and I'm doing nothing but web pages. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Ah. Y'all see what I'm talking about? I just want you to think about that it's hard to go talk to somebody when you don't really know that person. But if you go talk to somebody and you're coming from that place, that's your sweet spot you can kind of start that conversation. And you can dwell on your vast experience of 
your sweet spot, your passion, to lead that person in a direction to help them. So I have this big, have this thing where I take all these guys up to, to our cabin up in the mountains, and we'll sit around in circles, and we'll it's, it's sort of a brainstorming thing. And I'll tell everybody, I'll say, we we I believe that everybody kind of has a wall or, or ceiling. You know, you're 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 we're working at the max of your capacity that you know how to work at right now. In order for you to get to the next level, you kind of have to have somewhat of a breakthrough. So we're here to help you break through that thing. But what you're going to find is that when one person says, my problem is X, there's somebody in the room that sees that, knows that, and can fix it for them right then and there. And they say, you know what you need to do is blah, 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 blah. But I don't want somebody telling me that, right? So I tell these guys, the biggest thing you have to do today in this this uh, brainstorming, is you cannot tell somebody what they need to do. You have to lead them in the direction. Ask them questions. Maybe tell them about your experience. And it's the hardest thing in the world to do. And they go, I think, I'm sorry, I can't tell you what you need to do. So I want you to think about when you're having these interactions with people, your grandkids. I mean, think about the person in your life that was kind of an inspiration for you. Maybe a coach, maybe a teacher at school, maybe a grandparent or an aunt or uncle. Think about how that conversation went. Are you best friend? They're not telling you what they need, what you need to do. They see what your issue is, but they're not telling you how to do it. They're kind of helping you discover it yourself. And so are you helping your grandkids discover what they need to do to move in the right direction? Are you doing that with your kids? Are you doing that with your friends? Are you doing that with strangers? Are you the person there that can help somebody else discover their life passion or their purpose? Because if you do, you get this big aha. And the reason why I wanted to tell you all about this is because what I've seen from this networking thing and what I've seen from I've been doing some 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 talking to college kids and they want you to mentor them. They just don't know how to ask you. They are dying for your knowledge. But they're afraid you're going to tell them what to do. But if you can be that person to just encourage them along and move them in the right direction you'll be blown away with what happens. So I went to SCAD and taught this class at SCAD. Dear Mr. Beach, and this is Kathleen from your pop-up visit at the SCAD business class. The, the, I taught this MBA class at Kennesaw, uh, and um, one of the guys there, after he got his MBA, went to SCAD as a business professor, and he made my book, Extracurricular Reading, which, which was exciting for me. And he emailed me one day, and he said, some of the kids have read your book. They want to know if they can have your email and ask you some questions. I said, look, nobody's ever asked me any questions about, about my book. I said, when's the next class? I'm coming. <laughs> he said, well, it starts in 30 minutes. And I jumped in my car and went downtown Atlanta and just popped in at this SCAD business class. So thanks for your pop-up visit in my SCAD business class. And this is when it hit me, y'all, that these kids really need 
They really desire us to mentor them, to talk to them about their life passion. And some reason we got off on that. So after hearing your speech, you were like a breath of fresh air. You were so passionate about wanting to help people figure out how to run a great business. You taught me more things in one hour than some professors who lectured to me for months. Many times during your discussion, I felt you were brought into my class at that specific moment to speak directly to me. I, I'm just telling you, it's because of the way you're communicating with people that you care about them and that you, the way I view it is I want to help them get to where they want to go. That's how powerful your words were. I've been a police officer for three years and every day I feel like this is not my purpose. I feel like God has a better plan. I feel as if I'm supposed to change people's lives and I feel fashion will give me that opportunity. And after seeing you and how passionate you were about what you do, it validates that I was right. Policing is not my purpose. Because I do not have the same fire in my eyes when I report to work that way as you do when you're talking about your career. And that's what happens when you have your life purpose and you're having that conversation with people that passion comes out, that management passion of Bob's comes out, and so now he can really have that conversation. So thanks, Mr. Beecham, for changing my life. I'm still a police officer for now, but every day I'm working towards finding my purpose. Thanks for giving me enough confidence to step out in faith. And that's the aha for me, right? I mean, who's sending you emails and newsletters and calling you on the phone and saying they love you and thank you and all that? Isn't that cool? You know, and I found this kind of by accident. And what I'm saying is, is that the world wants to do that for you. You just don't know it yet. So I want you to be thinking about when you're running into people, take that time to kind of help them discover where they want to go. Don't be the person that's going to tell them what they need to do. Be the person to kind of help them discover where they need to go. And if you do that, you will get so much more. It'll, it'll be the big aha. All right, so one last one. How much time we put on Okay. This is another kid. Wrote, I mean, these kids wrote me these emails after that. Thanks for coming to my business class at Vanna College and Art Design. Definitely the most memorable class period that we've had all semester. Your charismatic personality engaged students, probably a dozen or so, came up to me afterwards, expressed their excitement about your lecture. You have a unique way of helping people identify their passion and igniting and desire with them through life. Everyone has heard the old adage, give and it shall be given unto you. But nobody trusts that it will actually work. And he's right. Steve, you've proven that it does work. Who would have thought that giving up something is the way to receive it? And that's the whole thing here. So if you're working at the job network thing with me, I want you to, after you serve spaghetti, Bob, I want you to meander out there in the crowd and just send Sharon to another table. And talk to somebody, just strike up a conversation and look at that conversation from your area of strength, which is your passion. Because you, you will feel better about being able to help that person in your area of strength. And listen to what they're saying and be there for them and encourage them as a teacher or as a coach 
or as a manager or as a sales guy. Encourage them, sell them to do things, manage, help them manage to do things, and help them kind of try to get to where they need to go. And you'll get a big aha. So thank you. Any questions on that? Okay, Bob. Steve, relate to us the encounter you had with uh, Jeff Foxworthy in the parking lot. Who learned what about who? Well, I mean, I don't know that he learned anything, but. <laughs> you know, I, for those of y'all that heard my story, um, one of the big pivotal, pivotal parts or times for me was I was, um, my kids were uh, at Kings Ridge School, which Foxworthy and Smoltz and some of those guys started. And, and my wife called me one day and she said, Steve, she said, uh, Jeff Foxworthy speaking at the school assembly today. And being the redneck that you are, <laughs> I know you don't want to miss it. And I went, no, nah, I don't want to miss that. You know, that's a pretty big deal. So I, um, I was late. I messed around in my office and I was late and I got to the school and I pulled into my parking spot. I pulled in the parking spot and I'm walking towards the school and I look down there and Foxworthy's coming out of the school. He'd already finished. So now he's walking towards me and I'm walking towards him, you know, between the cars and my brain is racing going, you know, what's my favorite redneck joke? <laughs> you know, what do you say to a world famous celebrity so you don't look stupid, right? You don't want to say anything stupid. And we get, I get, close to him and he goes, man, you missed my best stories ever. <laughs> I said, really? He said, well, you know, elementary school kids, they'll laugh at anything. <laughs> and I, I said, I'm Steve and he said, I'm Jeff and um, he said, you got kids in the schools? I said, yeah, I've got three of them in the school. And he said, how they like the school? And I said, man, they love the school. He said, what are their names? And I told him their names and he said, man, he said, well, this sound, you know, that's what we wanted this the school to be. We wanted it to be a school that kids would really love to come to school. And uh, and then he says, you know, you, you, your accent, you sound like you grew up around here. <laughs> I said, yeah, I grew up in Rossville. And um, he said, well, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but my first wife that I was married to for a very short period of time went to Rossville High School. And I said, I know, Jeff, Nancy sat beside me at home, home room from the 8th to the 12th grade. And I saw her just recently, and I told her, I said, the biggest mistake that you ever made, Nancy, was you divorced Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> he said, man, I love you. I love you. He gave me this big old hug. He said, I got to go when he leaves. And I tell people that story because I just couldn't get over how important I felt because the whole conversation was about me. And I just I just stood there in the parking lot, just I was stunned. I was like, here's this world famous person who just made this whole thing about me. And I said, if I can go forward forward from today on, and every time I have an interaction with somebody, if I can think to try to make it about them and they feel any part of what I just felt. That's a wonderful experience. And that kind of got me going on, you know what? Because in sales, you know, we're, it's, we're always talking about buy my stuff. It's all about me, the sales guy. And that's what makes it bass backwards is forget about you and your stuff. Really focus on the other person and their stuff. 
and you help them get where they want to go, then they'll reciprocate and help you get to where you want to go. So that's my five spreads. Anybody else? This is the first time I've really talked about this. It's been brewing in my mind. Does it make any sense? I mean, does it, does it inspire you to want to go out and have a different interaction? That's what I want to know. You think, does it, does it give you a, a place to come from to make it easier for you to step into a cold conversation? If you know kind of what you're good at. Does it, does it? I mean, how does it have a call? I think it gives you permission. Yes. That's a great way to look at and it. And you, you, you're, um, it's not what you say, but you just, you're just like a walking smile.
Definitely. They're my own children. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say, I, I, that's, that's, the whole, that's a hard topic, you know, but I do know this, that if I get involved with my children on a level that they want me to get involved with them, like if my son's out there skateboarding in the driveway and I go out and I skateboard with him, we have a whole different interaction the next couple of hours than if I say, why don't you come with me and go so-and-so? Right? So that's that's kind of what my my thinking is, is that you have it's 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 getting into the other person's world, but once you're in that world, understanding where your strengths are and not solving not you know, not making them change, just using your passion to encourage them along the path of life to help them find the answers they're looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, like, well, I tell you what we did, and, and, and I had a, <laughs> I, I see, I had like eight or nine years old. Um, my my youngest son was the pitcher on the team, and this other son, with this other little boy, was the pitcher on the team. They were the two my primary pitchers on the team, and the other dad sat beside me. And he's Cuban, and his baseball is king for him. Okay, and. So he was hollering at his son, and I'm hollering at my son. And finally, one day, I looked at him and I said, I, "I'm not getting anywhere with my kid. Are you getting anywhere with your kid?" <laughs> he said, "No." I said, "All right, so we're going to try a new strategy." I said, "You holler at my kids, and I'm going to holler at your kid." <laughs> and this smile came over his face. You know, and he was—he's a little bit more mature than I am, and a lot brighter. And he's like. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> and so we we did that for the rest of the season, and those kids had a dramatically different outcome. Huh? Yes. Yes. And so I, we use that all the time. I was giving an example. My kid was complaining yesterday that his heel hurts. And it does. I know he's got these growing pains. And his heel hurts. And I mean, he's like walking around limp. It hurts so bad. But the doctor told him, look, it's just going to hurt, but it's not going to hurt you to play on it. It's just a growing thing. And so I went over to my friend, Mr. Arnold, and I said, I said, you need to go talk to him. <laughs> he, he's not even dressing out. He's been to practice all week. He's just going to tell coach it hurts, and he's not even going to play today. Mr. Arnold goes there, what are you, a wuss? What are you doing? We don't do that. Dressed and got it. <laughs> if I would have told him right, <laughs> so that's a good strategy. Yes, sir. See, another way to say what you've been trying to tell these people for the last hour is the greatest presentation you'll ever give your prospect will never see. That's exactly right. The greatest presentation that you'll ever give, your prospect will never see. You got to kind of think about that. <laughs> so, okay. Anybody else? That's a little bit sneaky. That's sneaky. That's okay. Yeah. So I'm just want I, that my whole message today was I want you to think about. 
there's this whole world of people out there, including people in this Sunday school class, that you can help them get to where they want to go. Some of us are a little bit there at times, and sometimes we're not. We're in struggles. We have issues. doesn't mean you've lost your life purpose, but, but somebody else here can help you get back on track quickly. And what I'm saying is, is that if you if you go about it in the right way from a friendship, passionate kind of place, not a pushy kind of place, everybody really wants to hear, you know, needs your encouragement and your help. And we're all like that. And we're all kind of afraid to do that. And what I'm trying to encourage you to do is do more of it because there's so many people out there that will turn back around in a week or two later and say, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you doing what you did for me. really helped me. And then that's when you go, that's really what I'm looking for. That's really the great thing. That's the aha. Uh-huh. All right, enough of me. Thank you all so much. Thank you.